0: financial legal medical or any kind of advice opinions are their own this broadcast contains foul language and dangerous ideas if you need a trigger warning you are in the wrong place now enjoy the show
1: dear partners and friends of what the fuck for a very cordial welcome
2: The WTF Forum is a decentralized broadcast network with no governing body of any kind and is produced and distributed by a loosely affiliated, ever-growing network of rogue, independent content creators. This forum does not, will not, and shall not have any one location, feed, platform, or channel, but shall be shared and multiplied as nature dictates. If any listener of the following proceedings... Finds themselves offended, they will be asked kindly to go fuck themselves. All right, welcome to the WTF Forum. It is June 25th. Uh, You know, I decided instead of numbering, you know, WTF Forum 13, 14, 15, uh, I'm just going to start putting the dates on them because... Eventually, uh, ideally we'll lose track because, you know, different forums will be happening in different places at different times. Uh, so that was my thought for today, but we have a few, well, a couple, you know, returning guests and, uh, I want to say at least one new guest, uh, perhaps two new guests. Uh, so we'll go around the circle real quick. We'll all introduce ourselves and, uh, tell everybody who we are, what we, what we're all about, you know, what we do, um. Plug your shows, all that good stuff. Uh, as always, this is Mike from the Easy Peasy Podcast, and I will leave it at that.
3: Ando, oh, Burn Babylon, and Burn, The Doom Kitchen, LibertyLinks.io slash The Doom
4: Kitchen. Uh, OG Dadbod, Whole Lot of Nothing Podcast, uh, or OG Dad Bod 1.
5: Uh, I am the Drizzle, host of Grand Theft World, Liberty Radio, and you can find all of my shenanigans at manufacturingreality.org. I'm Kiel Thor.
6: You can find me on the Union of the Unknowns podcast.
7: Hey, I am Ashley, Think Change Repeat, and I am also on the Union of the Unknowns podcast. And you can find our stuff on uh Rockfin. Our Linktree page is union the unknowns.com. And you can also find me on Twitter at UnionUnknowns. Hey Ashley. Thank you.
2: <laughs> y'all are y'all are pals.
7: We are. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, I think this is so cool. Just getting like the crossover of different, different, you know, content creators, different communities. Um, I was joking earlier, like I feel kind of bad cause I didn't know who RBL was last week. And even though I've met him a few times, it's Recycle Bin Laden. And, um, and so, yeah, you know, partly that's just me being a pot smoking, forgetful dude. Uh, part of it is the fact that I've met so many cool people in the last few months. And, uh, You know, I'm going to, I'm going to lean on that second reason more,
3: (laughs) right? I was, I was sitting on the Greyhound and I saw that it was just you and Rob and I scrambled the jets and got all kinds of people to feed and, uh, it turned into uh, a lot of fun. I really enjoyed y'all last week.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We ought to get, you know, some of the new contributors on our telegram chat or, you know, find some way of distributing, um, sort of the, you know. The links and all that stuff. Uh, we always do it at the same time though, at least for now, eight o'clock Sundays. We've missed a couple Sundays here and there. So, you know, it's just kind of casual, but glad everybody made it. Uh, we've got a good group here tonight and I think we got some pretty wild topics. Um, you know, I've got like kind of a, a big topic uh, that we were talking about a while ago in the chat uh, that I think we'll save for just a little bit later. But, you know, I've got one question to start us off, right? Zuck or Musk? <laughs> Battle, you know, celebrity death match. It's real. The simulation broke, guys.
7: Yes.
5: All right. I'll start off on this one because uh, I think it's it's pretty cut and dry uh, based on the available evidence. Uh, and I'll, I'll couch my pick that way. Uh, I'm going uh, with... The cyborg all the way, Zuckerborg. Uh and it's <laughs> I was not gonna say, even... which one? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not not only is it not going to be close, it's not going to be pretty and it's going to be over quick. I don't know if you guys have been checking out some of the videos that he's been releasing of his jujitsu training. Uh dude doesn't play around. So uh if if Elon has not been uh putting the equal amount of work in, it's not even gonna be a match
3: it's already happened on south park.
5: I I disagree.
6: I I I got to go with uh, Musk all the way cuz he knows the whale move. And that'll that'll crush that little lizard boy.
2: I think oh he called God. it I think Nothing he called else. it the walrus. He said he was, walrus. Gonna, he was just going he was just going to lay on top of Zuck and not move. Yeah. <laughs> that's it.
7: Hilarious. That's all he needs.
2: <clears throat> Apparently Elon claims to have been a like a street brawler back in south africa you know part of me wants to doubt that though
3: his yes. dad owns an emerald mine there's no way he was brawling on the streets that's right. yeah, yeah he's full of crap yeah yeah but his mom is a witch so maybe oh. he gets some extra powers from that
2: a few
7: more but is a lizard so they're probably both thinking. lizards hundred percent i'm now, gonna have
2: to i'm gonna have to see both of their pokemon cards and and check <laughs> out their stats you know
7: so my thought is that i would hope because of the the two you know like uh world economic or globalist puppets that i think that they both are but of those two i prefer elon so i would like to think that elon will take the lizard in a fight. However, yes, I've seen a little bit of his practicing, um, Brazilian jujitsu. Is that what you said he's been training in? And he does seem to be in pretty good shape. However, Elon Musk is, he is quite a bit bigger than him. So weight class does matter. So maybe that'll be, I mean, if it's truly a cage match, then that could be a factor.
2: You know, I know a guy who only weighs about 120 pounds and he was a high school wrestling champion. And he can he can beat wholesale ass. I mean, no joke. It doesn't matter how much bigger the other guy is. If the other guy's never been trained mm-hmm. in any way, it's like not even a competition. He just takes them to the ground and submits them. And that's what BJJ teaches. Like, it's not so much about striking, it's about submission holds and uh you know, I don't care how big Elon is. You put his arm in a certain position. He's going to tap out in 10 seconds, you know, yeah,
5: and we're all the same height when we're on the ground. So, right,
2: right.
6: <laughs> well, he does have all of those, uh you know, cybernetic implants. So even if you get his arm in a, you know, an arm bar, he's just going to activate some kind of superhuman release mechanism and slide right out of that thing.
7: Yeah might have his
2: nope. brain chip already. We got Jared the Permi guy limited supply designs in the comments uh, and he was just here with me chilling the last two nights. Um, another cool like crossover of communities kind of thing. We know this gal who basically was in a bind as far as housing goes. Uh, she's a part of the community, sort of the freedom, liberty truth movement and um, via these like new friendships. Jared and his wife offered to give her a place to live for, you know, the next month or so. And, um, it's, it's a beautiful thing because Jared is trying to move with his wife back to Indiana. And basically I think she's got family here or whatever. And so the whole idea is like, well, this works out. Like we need somebody that can be like helping us out with the move and like taking care of our animals. Cause they're going to make, you know, many, many trips, They've got birds, they've got, you know, whatever, you know, tons and tons of plants they're taking care of. So it just kind of all worked out for everybody. And I just think that's gorgeous. You know, it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And, uh, so yeah, hoping, hoping they, uh, you know, have a nice month of being roommates or however long, but I think Jared might've found a house, you know, that's part of the reason he was here as well. He's been, ha- uh, hunt, house hunting for a while. And I think they might've found something. So fingers crossed for him. I'll knock on wood, you know, I don't want to jinx it, but house hunting right now? It's no fun. Anywho, um, anybody got any other like fun topics before we jump into the real meat of things?
5: Well, we did all survive the end of the world again. Uh, I just want to make sure everyone is aware of that. How so? Uh, According to the great prophet uh, Greta world was supposed to end uh five days from or i'm sorry five years from the day of her tweet which would have been june 21st 2023
2: and here it is the 25th yeah it's funny i mean i think she she was claiming that it would be like too late five years from now which isn't exactly saying the world's gonna end more like it's the point of no return but it you know whatever it's always fun to make fun of greta she's just she's just too cocksure for a little <laughs> A little bitch, you know. I'm sorry. She's full of shit. Yeah.
7: Yeah.
6: I don't even think she believes the bullshit she spews.
2: Maybe not. Yeah. You know, she's probably getting paid, right? She's making money.
7: I feel bad for kids like that because I feel like they uh, basically, she was so young whenever she was kind of forced out into that conversation, I I always feel like it's child sacrifice. You know, I feel like there's Mm. a lot of child sacrifice happening these days. Like if you're in the, the trans camp and you're getting your child, uh, you know, gender reassignment, all that stuff, in my opinion, that's a form of child sacrifice. If you're a parent and you're allowing your child to like play against, let's say a, a trans kid, like the volleyball, the kid in volleyball who had her, like not only her nose broken, but I think it was like some facial fractures and all kinds It was very nasty injury. And, but you, as a parent, allow your child to play and participate in that. I think that's a child sacrifice. And then people like these globalists that do this to their kids, that is another form of child sacrifice to me.
2: That is going to definitely be a theme with my sort of main topic that I have in mind. Um, Some weird, creepy demonic shit but I want to you know I want to ease into that so yeah. <laughs> I've got I've got you know speaking of like psyops right Greta and everything else every fucking everything else like I don't even necessarily want to talk about the submarine and like you know all that crap because it's all distraction right but here's a here's a pretty good psyop for us give me just a second where Where'd to go there we go so I imagine some of you saw this
1: the out. Get the fuck out. the fuck
2: For the listener. <laughs> oh my, so many swears. Lots of swears. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hope you're not listening to this in front of your children. But basically what we're looking at here is a rally. Seems like basically sort of a freedom rally of some kind. With some of these mask clad, khaki wearing, polo shirt sporting, you know, baseball capped possible feds. Um, you know, that's the common sort of theory is that they're, they're feds. Now, what I find interesting about this, first of all, they're about to get a couple of them get their masks ripped off. Have any of y'all seen this yet? Yeah, yeah I, I've seen it. I,
3: I saw him unmasked, and uh, mm-hmm. this guy is definitely not a nationalist.
2: Yeah, Ando thinks his nose is a little long
3: perhaps. Uh, his last name is Brody. It's uh he's got uh he's got the stars in his profile. He's a part of a Jewish fraternity. This How this how is certain the-
2: how certain are we on the ID because I think a couple of them have they've they've had names associated with them, but I'm, I'm always, I'm certain on know. the
3: nose and, and <laughs> okay. the ears. So, um, you know, I, like I, I can spot them like that. It's like, <laughs> I have, they live glasses on, <laughs> but you know, just knowing, knowing what I know, it's, it's like, okay, it's an op. And the thing is, these guys are the proud boys. They're already an op they They, they had, you know, their, their leader confessing to the feds. And then mm. these guys are, Obviously feds now. So we're looking at feds. I mean that's that's just how it goes. The the media wants a boogeyman and this is what they're inventing and it's not gonna work.
2: Well let's play it out because I just think there's kind of an interesting dynamic going on here where yeah, they're they're not once the physical stuff starts, right? Some punches get thrown, people get shoved on the ground and the guys in the masks and the khakis have their hands like up and they're like retreating without turning their backs um and as soon as their masks get ripped off they like go to hide their faces immediately like immediately so here i'll play the rest might skip ahead a little
1: bit yeah,
0: dog. Fuck yeah, oh. dog! Oh. Get the oh. fuck oh. Get the fuck out! Yeah! Team yeah. master. Yeah. D D master. master. you talked about my You do not talk to me!
2: there goes the mask covering there space goes. with both hands
3: the there goes the nose this is
2: B-mash! this is you know it's just an interesting situation man that's about it that's about it but you know it's to me it's like whether they're feds or Nazis doesn't really make a lot of difference. Um, They're, they're there to instigate. They're there to make the proud boys. If that's who this is uh, look worse, if not, you know, just totally unredeemable. Um, But it didn't exactly work the way they wanted. They just got basically run off immediately, which I think is a good sign in a way. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it all to tell you the truth.
3: Well, no, the proud boys were saying that uh that they were calling them racist and getting mad at them. So the the proud boys are the uh they're they're the guys that aren't racist. So, you know, because these guys supposedly are. I mean, they're they're Jewish kids in a costume. Um then, you know, this this is just something that they want you to see because they need to invent this boogeyman so that Anytime, you know, a Mexican shoots something up, they can go, hey, it's a white supremacist.
6: So, to be clear, this is Proud Boys versus what, Antifa? That's
2: happening right in this video? They they, they have the look of the Patriot front, but a little less, from what I could tell, a little less um, uniform. Like, they didn't quite all have the same shirt and the same khakis the way the Proud Boys tend to. Uh, also, the Proud Boys, like always it's kind of their signature have white masks and what up brandon anyways um they always wear white masks not black masks so these people are kind of trying to look like patriot front but not not totally pulling it off
4: i know what we can call it we can call it the uh, knight of the long nose <laughs>
2: You know, y'all are going to get me in trouble one of these days. I swear to God.
4: <laughs> did the guy yelling on the video not sound like the they took our jobs guy off South Park?
2: Dude, he did. He did. I skipped over it, like, right as he was starting, but he goes,
4: Be gone!
2: Be gone, you!
6: What was the... What sparked this thing? Like, who started protesting, and what in the hell were they protesting, and then other group showed up, and then I don't get the it.
3: the khaki boys showed up, uh, and then the the proud boys that are you know Yellowstone watching rednecks were like, "Hey, get out of here, you racist. This ain't racist stuff. We ain't no racist. Get out of here!" And that's what happened
2: there. Okay, I don't really know why they were out there to begin with. The proud boys, like, what the, you know, what the point well, was. Mean,
3: the problem is that that they're not focused on whatever the real problem is because you know these guys if they were really out there to you know for instance if they're out there trying to stop some kids getting touched by trannies or something like that then they're not being very effective they're fighting in the streets like idiots
5: do do we know for a fact where and when this happened or is this just some random clip that was thrown up onto the internet and people are just kind of throwing their assumptions onto
2: it yeah, I'm not sure, but let's see what we can find here. Um, I don't know. I, I think this just happened. I mean, it's kind of like blown up all day. Well, yeah, I,
5: the virality of it definitely just happened. Right. Because I don't remember seeing anything like this before the last 24 hours or so. Um, but that doesn't uh,
2: help us answer the, the two questions of where and when. So this guy is saying, uh, this is one of the names that Ando said, um, Benjamin Brody is one of them. His social media is wiped clean, but his fraternity's bio says he planned to work for the government after graduation.
1: Hmm.
3: Cha-ching. You no, know, you know, again,
2: I, I can't say for certain that these identif- you know, these identities are correct. Right. And this guy with the beard, hmm. a lot of people are, putting him in pictures next to a guy who used to be with the proud boys at rallies back in like 2020 and 2021. But (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I probably should have done some more research into this. I just watched it and kind of was like weird. It just seems weird. Yeah.
7: He's he's in all the right places. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. I was just going to say my first thought was good that people who are trying to protest are actually starting to recognize the Fed infiltration um, and to be on the lookout for that. And that seems like a good thing to me. However, um, you make a good point when you're like, it, it. they want us to see it. So in that case, then it makes me doubt whether or not it was organic. You know, my first instinct yeah. is is I guess to lean towards hoping that people are actually starting to recognize, you know, the fed tricks, but maybe, you know, I think do things do get promoted by the algorithm um, intentionally, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. So somebody hit on the same uh, point. I think it was OG dad bod said, this is a South park episode. <laughs> like that, that took her Gerbs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, hey, we're we're the ones fighting for America. You can't be the ones fighting for America. I'm fighting for America, you know.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the world has literally become what the Simpsons and South Park. I mean,
2: Mm-mm. yeah, I don't see any details as to where it was. Um, yeah, we also had apparently neo Nazis waving flags in front of a synagogue. Um, classic. Yeah,
5: just. Weird shit, man. People. I mean, it, it is summertime, you know. People like to get out and enjoy the weather.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, I, just today, like, so I, I was talking before we went live. We had some like tornadoes go through. Um, nothing touched down near me, but anyways, the sirens were going off, and like, just the mood shifted. Right, like it was it was a sunny, beautiful day, not a cloud in the sky. Half an hour later, the skies go dark the storm sirens kick on and within like 30 seconds, you know, I'm sitting out having a cigarette, you know, and I see somebody hit and run a parked car, nothing, you know, major as far as damage, but it, we are like, Holy shit, we heard it. And they just scooted. And 30 seconds later, a car like turns left real quick into the alleyway and almost runs somebody over on their bicycle going down the side, you know, of the, the bike path. And it was just like, boom, 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 all this like chaos in the air, the electricity rose. And it is, it's like that heat of summer. Like people are, people are drinking, people are, you know, getting hot and sweaty and pissed off and want to like hit somebody and shit's just weird in the summer to some degree.
4: Bad things happen in threes. Did you happen to catch that,
3: uh, that Chicago hot dog situation? No. So, some woman and this man are in line for hot dogs, and they start getting into it. And she texts her fourteen-year-old son to uh to come in and handle the guy. Meanwhile, that the guy things have escalated between the woman and the man, and he's punching her. Son walks in, blasts him, and then they go out to the car, and she wants him to take out one of the. One of the witnesses that was laughing whenever she got hit. Uh, pretty, pretty crazy, you know. and
4: out in Chicago, summer, yeah. summer. He totally mm. ragdolled the guy too when he shot. I mean, just like, like you cut a string just straight down.
2: I'm thinking I might have found it here. You tell me, Ando. Um,
4: it's like a 50 second clip.
2: Well, I found like a news thing. Um, does this look right? Is this the hot dog stand?
4: Uh do you can you pull up Instagram on your computer? Yep. Okay, I'll send it to you.
2: All right, yeah, just do that. Well, yeah, Wiling out, man. We've been covering it. Um, so apparently like four people got shot this weekend a couple miles north of where I am in Indy, uh, right out in front of one of the busiest bars. You know, luckily not not a bar that I would like to go to ever, but it used to be like a college bar. Like it used to be where, you know, all the college kids went. Now it's turned into like fucking seems like gangs and shit, dude. Like the guy who I know is the bouncer there. He was the one that told me today. And he says, uh, yeah, you know, last night we had to, you know, hose the blood off the sidewalk. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, you know, all these people got shot right in front of the bar. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? He said, I don't know, man. And he's like, he's a very leftist guy. And, uh, even he, he goes, let me just say like, it's gotten a little more urban in there. If you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, yeah, dude, like, I know what you're saying. You know, I mentioned to him that, you know, the mall brawls that were happening all over the place and, uh, yeah, just black kids killing each other, man, for no good reason.
3: Scholarly behavior.
2: Oh, well, it's a sh- it's a shame, is what it is. It makes me sad.
5: Well, I think part of it has to do with the fact that so many uh, businesses, venues, uh, other other arenas where this activity used to take place. Not again. Not trying to apologize for any of it. Just trying to look at it from a somewhat rational perspective. But there there are so many places that have shut down in the United States over the course of the last. Three years, a lot of those places being, you know, where folks would go to meet up. And even folks that are into, let's call them criminal enterprises, they go to public places to meet up too. And now there's fewer of those places for people to go. So it, to me, it just kind of makes sense that, you know, if you have a criminal element in your society and you reduce the amount of places that people can gather, you're likely to see crime happening in more places because you have fewer places as a sample size. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah.
7: And I also wanted to chime in that, um, and I do think that, Especially in very poor areas like that, when you you may maybe have like a ghetto situation or urban or whatever. Um, I know a couple of school teachers who both worked in that kind of environment um, before and after COVID, and they really noticed a significant change in the behavior of the kids after having been homeschooled, and so and obviously in this, like in the freedom and liberty community, I think that you, you know, you need to have a healthy skepticism of authority at best. Um, For me, I'm quite a bit further on that line. You know, like I, I really have disdain for authority and someone trying to tell me what to do. However um, I think there's a balance, like, and I don't even want to get into public school. Right. But just if you're, if kids go to public school, then you would think that they would mostly behave like obviously I think it's a prison. But but I'm just saying before it wasn't that bad and they did have a little bit of respect for the authority of the teachers. And then after they were home school or on online, it was like something changed and they realized that they didn't have to respect this authority at all. So it was quite bad when they came back. And so I think that maybe there's an element of that as well. And then one other crazy thing that I wanted to throw out there is that there's a guy, Space Weather News on Twitter, and he has a Suspicious Observers channel on YouTube. And he talks about the magnetic fields that protect us from the radiation from the sun are weakening and they're weakening at an increasingly faster pace these days. And he he has said this several times that he believes that is affecting people's mental health. And that is why we see so many people losing their shit these days too. So maybe it's a combination of a ton of things, but those are just my two little things I wanted to throw out there.
2: I think it's definitely multifactorial and, um, you know, even like nutrition probably has a huge role to play here as well. You know, poor communities, poor diet, poor behavior i mean it's it's like a cycle um and the worse it gets the worse it gets
3: the word uh lunatic comes from the the pull of the moon on the tide and they say that Mm. it makes people crazy so this radiation thing might mean something it might be significant
6: i think uh the post-covid aspect of it uh, has largely explained by the lack of accountability that kids had for a year and a half or two years when they were all remote and they didn't have a teacher in front of them really and they and they weren't uh, having to make good grades at all because they were just getting passed at you know for at various classes and stuff so it's i think it just comes from that and parents can't keep track of their kids constantly while they're sitting in front of their laptops. I remember seeing high school age kids showing up at, uh, you know, Arby's when I was going to lunch from when I was at work during the day. So they were just hanging out at Arby's and they had their laptops up, but who knows what the hell they were. They're actually paying attention or not. I think that's, that was a big, big part of it. There's going to be a whole generation of kids that are just left behind basically. And hopefully the generation After that, we'll just kick their asses and, you know, make the world better.
5: Yeah. And I don't don't think that there are enough people talking about what you just touched on, which is that we now have an entire generation that was on purpose, mind you, developmentally interrupted, and we had no idea. Uh, what type of effects that was going to manifest as uh, going into the future. We're just now starting to see that particular wave from COVID crest, but there's more waves behind this one when it comes to the psych, the psychology of these children. Um, I, I really think we need to, as you know, as a species, Uh, As a people living on this world together, we need to put a lot more of attention onto that because these kids are going to require uh, a lot of different care from what we have been used to, even with what we've been suffering with, with the rise of autism over the course of the last, you know, 30 years or so. That's a couple of generations right there. Um, So, yeah, it's... uh, I saw it back in late 2020. I started thinking about this, like what what type of effects this was going to have on the psychology of these children, and I've been thinking about it a long, long time, and I have yet to come up with even a handful uh, of positive outcomes. Um, so I definitely think we need more attention in this area.
2: You know, a lot of us, a lot of us rang those alarm bells at the beginning of COVID, saying there will be second third fourth order effects from these lockdowns and the longer it goes the worse it's going to get and we saw what happened after like what 3 4 months of lockdown before the riots like I, I i think that was inevitable like you lock people up that hard for 3 or 4 months and then they tried to do that like slow like we're going to like a little bit less lockdown a little bit less lockdown you have You have some of your freedoms back, but, but there's still, you know, you got to do this, that, and the other. And people got kind of used to the lunacy, but it, I don't know, man. Yeah. People like Stella Q says in the, uh, in the comments, she says tyranny will make people lose their shit. So yeah, it's a reflection of the craziness from above, right? It's like, I don't know who said it recently, but, their looting, stealing, and killing is causing people on the ground to loot, steal, and kill. Because it's like, who cares? Fuck it. What's it matter? You know.
7: Yeah. Plus, you have all, some of these super progressive cities. I think we we know that with us, you know, the billionaire influence over the um, attorney or who is it the. Who, who makes the decisions to like try a case or not to try a case? DA. DA? Okay. So with these infiltrated DAs not going after that behavior, and we've all seen the clown world videos from San Francisco, right? Where they just go in these stores and they wipe them out and they there is no accountability for that. Then that is cir- circulated all over the internet too. So I think that that is also feeding into that. These people, and especially kids, if they're poor, then they're seeing this and they're like, Oh, I can have what I want without consequence, nothing will happen to me. And then when nothing happens, that also reinforces that behavior spiral.
4: Yep. Wood chippers. I'm a, I'm still a fan of the wood chipper.
2: (laughs) It seems like we probably covered that. Um, You know, maybe we get into the main topic. There's a few other like small things in the uh, telegram that we could touch on later. But um, this is some weird, weird shit coming up. Um, I know that some of us are probably more aware of this than others, but it's kind of come out in the last few months. This weird thing called the center of the world. Uh, Has anybody here not heard about the center of the world? I have not. Okay, I've heard of the journey to the center of the world. Well, there's that's not what we're talking about. But I
3: thought it, I thought the center of the world was myself.
2: <laughs> of course, Sando. Of course, you're the main character. We're just supporting. But this here is the center of the world, believe it or not, and it's in the middle of the desert in California, and it's the weirdest, most occult, bizarre shit ever. So check this shit out.
8: this is the center of the world yeah it's a real place and it's in the middle of nowhere but not exactly hard to get to all you have to do is travel to the southeasternmost part of imperial county and exit interstate 8 before you hit the arizona border turn right at the center of the world boulevard then when you see the sign to the town of felicity drive past the stairs to nowhere and park just outside the small pyramid
1: Welcome to Felicity. Thank you.
8: And if you're lucky, the mayor of Felicity will greet you. What year did you uh, start Felicity?
1: When I sold my company, I had a few dollars and I and so I decided we moved to the bare desert here.
8: There's two things you need to know when you first meet ninety-three year old Jacques Andre Estelle. First, you better be able to keep up. How o- far does it go over back?
1: a quarter century? This is the history of the US. And second he rarely
8: gives short or direct answers to your questions. These monuments here, these are for future
1: humans. Well, come, no, oh, with, okay. no, come with me.
8: It's really hard to explain why the center of the world is located in the Algodonas Desert, but the short story is this.
1: I thought it would be nice to buy a township of pure desert uh, and do something with it at my old age.
8: Born in France, Jacques and his family fled to America after Nazis made advances in World War II. At age 14, he hitchhiked across the United States and eventually joined the Marine Corps. His resume includes everything from banking to real estate and even competitive parachuting. The guy circumnavigated the globe in his own plane and in the mid-1980s, he gave up everything to build a town on 2,800 acres of Imperial County Desert felicity who's it named after
1: it's named for my wife i i figured that naming a town for her was cheaper than buying her a coat all
2: right this dude is so weird and so full of shit those of are all. scripted jokes yes this he has, his, he has his he has his script uh which has been curated over many years now mm-hmm. i'm not saying this man is stupid i'm saying he's full of shit and weird And creepy and there's so much symbolism going on with the architecture and layout of this facility um i'll play the rest here in a second but this this is why this is like a meaty topic i've got like a few sort of anybody
3: been out in this area before other than me
2: no you've been out this way
3: oh yeah it's it's uh el centro calexico um yeah imperial valley it's uh i I used to deliver out there quite a bit i i didn't know that this exists so now i have to go check it out just because i i would like to see his spin on the history of of the world that's all over these tablets and uh and you know i could actually probably find that all of it online i'm sure that somebody's taken a snap of every single thing but mm-hmm.
2: this i would i would that... hesitate to step foot on this piece of ground personally you,
3: really <laughs> really will
2: i very much would
3: i don't get those feels i i didn't even have those feels about the uh georgia guidestones which you know i would have i would have gladly have gone there and and maybe scribbled something or you know well so
2: this is i think this is very connected with the georgia guidestones very connected
5: i think you may be onto something there
2: this so for the listener they were showing these granite um like walls with all these um what we'd call in like the outdoor education world, we'd call it interpretive signage. Okay. Depicting the history of the world, a combination of, uh, what do you say? Um, pictures, graphs, timelines, you know, captions. You've all seen it. When you go to the park, you look at the placards and it tells you all the history and whatever. Um, now, The reason that it's significant, the way it's done, it's very expensive to engrave granite. It's very time-consuming. It takes a professional. This guy is sinking millions and millions of dollars into this project. And uh, apparently, it's just for the fun of it, you know? I don't buy that. I don't fucking buy that. And Stella had a good point in the comments, okay? The journey to the center of the earth right written by Jules Verne in like 18 1900 or so 18 he died in 1905 but he wrote Journey to the to the center of the earth 20,000 leagues under the seas and around the world in 80s 80 days they call him the father of science fiction okay i think this is all significant i didn't know that about uh Jules Verne being a freemason though that's what stella says um so that's interesting. Um, any comments before I play on?
6: Uh, I If I were this guy and I had that kind of money, this is the kind of shit
2: I would do. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's made a lot of fucking money. He's made a lot of fucking money. I think he sold his damn soul to the devil, though. So that's my theory. Let's, mm-hmm. let's keep watching.
8: Mm-hmm. The money he saved from the fur coat went directly to decades of property development, starting off with this pyramid shaped monument to which he convinced the imperial county supervisors to pass a law proclaiming that this spot
1: was the center of the world property laws uh, define the boundaries of countries and are recognized by the united nations and four years later we received international recognition.
8: It's a little unclear whether or not jock's legal explanation will hold up in court. Either way, it hasn't stopped his growing obsession with monuments. First with these steps, which came from the original Eiffel Tower, then a monument to Korean War military members and eventually his biggest monument of all the history in Granite. Who is the history in Granite for?
1: It's for hopefully humans of the future.
8: Day in and day out, since about 2002, etchers like Shelley Evans continue to describe small summaries of world history on about 416 different granite slabs.
7: I may not retain the information, but it's nice to, like, uh, learn a little bit while I'm working.
8: Jacques researches and writes the historical summaries themselves, and they document everything from Greek philosophy to animal evolution. And because the history is literally written in stone, Jacques believes they could last over 4,000 years.
1: I'm told that the monuments may be buried in an earthquake. And my answer to that is, think how happy future archaeologists will be.
8: (laughs) Jacques' latest monument is this 150-ton dirt pile that he calls the Hill of Prayers. At the top is a replica of a French-style chapel where weddings and daily prayers take place. Jacques says the bell that rings at the top was a gift from a French ambassador.
1: When it arrived, it was so heavy we had to rebuild the whole top of the church. <laughs>
8: <laughs> Jacques says he may not be alive when all the tablets are finished, and that's okay. His nonprofit will continue etching, and in his mind, the most important message of all is already written in stone.
1: May distant descendants, perhaps far from planet Earth, view our collective history with understanding and affection.
8: From the center of the world in Felicity, California, I'm John Bartell. Hope to see you on the back row.
2: Okay, so this guy is making a nuclear winter-proof tablet of history. Slash, slash, symbolic site. Okay? And it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. I don't know. What are your thoughts at this point?
6: Yeah, he's. uh, it said he, he hitchhiked across the USA. You know what? I think this guy just has in his mindset the kind of Route 66, world's largest ball of twine kind of attractions in his mind. So he's got that stairway to nowhere. He's got that other monuments and stuff. I think if this is an innocent thing, that explains it in my head anyway. He's just trying to spend his money and he's trying to do it in a creative way that's whatever, something lasting, you know, it's
2: people. It's very, it's it's very generous. You know, it's a very generous take. I think that's a very generous take.
7: Or as some people would accuse Keel of being.
9: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, certainly there,
6: there, there's symbolism in there, the pyramid and the church on the hill and stuff like that. But I mean, I don't know.
7: It looks super occult and weird to me.
5: It does. It really wow. does. And whenever I encounter something for the first time and I don't recommend that everybody do this, but typically the first thing that I do is I go straight to see if there is a Wikipedia page for the thing or the person behind the thing. And it just so happens that there is a Wikipedia page page for Jacques André Istelle. Uh, it says he was born in Paris, France in 1929, is a French-American recreational parachutist and investment banker and later in life a historian widely responsible for popularizing parachuting in the united states he is considered the father of american skydiving so just a a regular
2: ordinary guy that never did anything i'm glad you i'm glad you brought that up yeah he's he's an eclectic character with a sordid kind of past and he was obsessed for most of his life with flying, essentially. He flew around the world. He parachuted like a madman. He developed new parachute technology. I, I'm saying he's a very intelligent, but I would argue sinister person. Okay. And I think this whole plan started yeah you know, like a long ass time ago. I believe he bought the property in eighty-six. The weird part is he wrote a children's book in 80 four okay I was gonna I'm gonna show these in reverse order from what I thought I was gonna do but we're gonna look into his children's book first whoops just a second
4: you sure he's just not some kook with a bunch of money I mean
2: wheres well, more you tell me man like I said there's more to this story yet um that's why you gotta bear with me a little bit while I figure out the
3: details I bet it's tame in comparison to today's children's books
2: maybe not okay so here we go i'm struggling a little bit with the computer things as always but
9: here it is Argolex next Megatour. this is a, a solemn dragon blessing and encouragement oh boy all right so i skipped ahead
2: you know what, let me give you the first like 30 seconds and then we'll jump to the weird, weird, weird stuff um, where he kind of shows you what the book looks like here.
9: Act. Cancel culture, all of these things didn't used to exist, but now pages. And at the end of the show, I'm going to show you um, an update on the honey milk ranch. We'll try to end on a positive note. And, um, But for now, we need to get through this book. Ko, the dragon at the center of the world. And these end pages say it all. A circle of dragons eating their own tail. The Ouroboros. Now, also, there's an occult date in the pages here.
2: So he, this guy, he does a lot of the like numerology stuff, which I'm not typically one to buy into, um, and he's a very slow talker, which is why I'm gonna just jump ahead to this like super bizarre shit.
9: And dangerous. Good luck and good courage. Argalex, next megatour. This is a, a solemn dragon blessing and encouragement. Oh boy. Now what is this by your likeness? Well. When you go into Google Earth, you can almost make out some kind of bizarre dragon-like feature in the landscape. Maybe we'll look at that at the end of the show here. Let's keep going.
2: He's talking about the landscape of Felicity, the town.
9: Co thanked Wad. Then he studied and studied and studied and studied. He memorized maps of the surface and found in a warm part of a great free country the chocolate mountains dragons like ourselves like chocolate so you studied all the the maps you got france ireland mexico but look at how china is broke apart here on its own side of the page with Wuhan at the center
2: Felicity did anybody notice how that you know he only showed it for a second but that map of China with Wuhan at the center there's a um what is it longitudinal up you know north south line like a hashed line and uh basically with Wuhan sitting right on a on a longitudinal line and there's there's some lo- longitude latitude stuff going along going on with Felicity as well, where it's right on the thirty third parallel, you know. And the significance of thirty three, I don't quite fully grasp, but I know that it's supposedly significant. Maybe one you're being them, for reals, right? It's on the thirty third pellet parallel, pretty much. It's like it's like thirty two point eight. That's it was like as witness. close as he could get conveniently. I think maybe. Uh, what other evidence do you need? Well, Did you, I, I mean, it's, I don't know if you're being facetious, but it's kind of a, it's kind of a thing worth noting. This guy has a very keen sense of, uh, of sort of maps and, um, uh, coordinates, I guess you would say, I don't know. And he, you know, even in his children's book, like there's just so much weird, like hints, little weird details. So let me play it on.
6: Anybody see, uh, in his locations, he had Bimini and hmm. the bottom left there. I did not
2: see that. That's interesting. Yeah, that was kind of neat.
9: Yeah, right here. hmm Huh. Felicity. And it shows a dragon statue here. And this is where they decided to build. It says, while reading the Dragon Times, Ko saw that near the Chocolate Mountains, a pioneer named Jay." was building a house at a place named Felicity. This means happiness, and there was the likeness of Ko. This is it, said Ko. Eureka, he set forth. Ko says goodbye to his parents. Ko then said to Jay, Only you can speak to dragons. Bring me questions from human beings. Only you can find me and enter my secret place. I need privacy for a few hundred years. I can fly at night when no one sees me. My scales reflect radar. Wow. Center of the world. After studying the stars, Ko said, I declare officially to all humans and dragons that here at Felicity, California, is the official center of the earth. And here at Felicity, California is also the official center of the world. UJ will build a monument at this very spot. And that's exactly what he did.
2: So this this book is like a foretelling of his plan, basically. I'll go back here just a hair. You'll see this pyramid with the center of the world written over it and the sign Felicity, right? Behind it, there are four houses. You know, and I, I'm going to say that now is just a little f- uh, foreshadowing, but when we, the this same guy, he did two different videos, one all about the book and one all about the place. And he's very long winded and he, you know, they're like hour long videos, but I, I don't know for anybody who, th- who this tickles their fancy, I'd actually recommend watching him. Um, he goes by stars. What is it? Into the stars, I think. So he's like some kind of science fiction guy, but he's clearly very interested in the occult as well. But yeah, you know, it's like he he had the image of what the place was going to look like even when he wrote this book. You know, two years before buying the property. What he did is, is that uh,
6: four houses. It looks like four two houses, houses to me.
2: No, it was four. Yeah, if I could yeah. zoom in and oh, I guess I can. Oh, you're right. Is it? It's just they're foreshortened. Yeah. Well, so there, there are two buildings at the entrance of like, right, right by the pyramid. And then there are four houses to the side. So Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I missaw saw that. I thought it was four. You're right.
9: I need privacy for a few hundred years. I can fly at night when, and here's the creepy part. I send a kiss. Be sure to let it cool to each boy and each girl on earth. And dear children of all ages, as you go to sleep at night, you can feel on your cheek the warm and gentle kiss of Ko the good dragon at the center of the world. The end. How creepy is that? The story is dedicated to children of all ages.
3: Time to check his hard drive.
2: Fourth. Oh, that's probably yeah, that's probably enough of that video. But um co C O E center of Earth. Which I find I mean, whatever. It's like it's kind of on the nose, right? But clearly this guy is a symbolic person, okay? Like it's super apparent that he believes in symbolism and he takes it quite seriously. Um, so like the layout of the place itself should not be um mis or uh, you know understated. And that's what this is all about here. I don't know. Any thought any thoughts up to this point?
4: This guy's a really shitty marketer
2: what this podcaster or
4: yeah, uh no the uh the guy who wrote the book
2: oh well nobody's bought it there's only so many copies and they go for like 500 bucks a piece Cause oh people... that's not money laundering <laughs> i don't think he's selling them i think it's all resale
3: yeah that happens whenever something's uh a, a small print and there's not that many copies out there and then people sort of catch on that there might be some significance and that's that's pretty big in this situation so i'm sure that people that are investigators and things like that are the ones that are hanging on to these copies
9: all right so here we go and right 8 8 and 6 then you've got all these this this i guess this is the granite museum so these are these granite pyramidal walls that you walk along and it's got all of the different.
2: All right. I'm pausing for a second here because I want you to notice he doesn't notice it for quite some time, but look at these, these parallel lines of apparent holes that were dug, um, kind of looks halfway like a grave site, but I'm not suggesting that it is. That's actually not my theory. Uh, I'll tell you my theory after we, This is a multi-step process here to get the whole picture. And I apologize it's taking so long, but
9: it's necessary. Significant points in history. Now, as far as I can tell, this is a north-south alignment. I think this is the chapel on the hill. I think that's it. It's probably got to be. Elevation 315 feet. and that's significant this elevation yes this is lower so this must be the chapel on the hill now something just
2: so yeah there's significance to every detail like that to me is abundantly clear like as a as a gardener like i see the layout the way he's built this environment and it's very purposeful you know
4: so what's significant about uh 315
2: I don't I don't quite know. Do you know if there's any significance to that number? But, Well, that's that's the question. Uh, right.
5: Why? Why was that particular number chosen? Why is it 315 and not 320 or
2: 310? You, you all saw on the previous video or the, the, the news clip or whatever. It's yeah. a pretty fucking big hill. He brought in a lot of soil. Well, like, there's
5: that. And if you if you just look at the layout of what we can see from the aerial view, everything about this building complex was deliberate. If mm-hmm. that mound is 315 feet high, there is a reason for it.
2: It's not arbitrary. Oh, and it's not a hill. It's a pyramid. It's oh. a pyramid.
6: Isn't there uh what's that Bible verse 316? Yeah. Maybe John, it's actually,
2: John 316. Maybe, yeah. He
6: was trying to hit the 316 mark.
2: Well, so this guy's using Google Earth, so there's probably a margin of error. Like it's giving out, yeah. al- it's giving altitudes, but it's approximate. Um, anywho, check this
9: out. This is the weirdest shit. Struck my eye here. You can probably see it too. Let me zoom this over so you can see this a little bit better. Look at this. What do you see there? I see something evil. This looks like the snake has eaten the chapel on the hill. Can you see it? I see it as clear as day. Let's go back into the chat and see if you guys can see this, and then I'll outline it for you if you can't see it. Going to skip ahead a little bit while he looks at his chat, and he's going to draw out what he sees. Here you go. wow so the interesting thing is if you look at the actual chapel it's enclosed in a hexagon so it's the hex on god because the devil rules this world doesn't he so the enemy has put a hex around it that's just spooky
2: so i'm gonna say i think the only person maybe on planet earth more symbolic than Jacques whatever his name is is the guy making this video because he might be over analyzing <laughs> some things right he sees a lot uh, of symbols but some of them I think are legit
3: that this is a high place that's significant um in in the bible all of the whenever they were making monuments to uh uncapitalized gods the uh the lower case gods the lesser gods they would do it in high places And uh, and a lot of those uh, weren't destroyed. So um, and you know, just it's sort of significant that he's that he's made this area into uh, an elevated place.
2: Yeah, everything about it was
9: deliberate. Let's zoom in. It's actually an octagon. Again, I'll skip ahead a little bit. Get a a viewpoint of this here. See how this whole thing is raised up? So the serpent's literally on a step pyramid. I mean, this can't be good. What is this guy thinking? (laughs) Obviously, we know what he's thinking. Now, it almost appears as though there's some kind of, maybe some underground structures. Let's take a look here. Look at that. Yeah, that's on some kind of step pyramid. Then we have the eight-pointed star. There's another pyramid down here. Two other buildings. I don't know if these are ponds or trees. I can't really tell. There's no trees out there. There, of course, is a checkerboard, the chess pieces, This is eight by eight squares, so this is a chessboard.
3: That's significant.
9: Wow. Here is probably the serpent wrapped around the pole that we saw. The staircase from the Eiffel Tower looks like that's probably what this is here. Now, what is the... The Eiffel Tower
2: was also built by a Freemason. Wow. And the spiral staircase does look an awful lot like a serpent wrapped around a pole.
3: In the lodges, and, uh, and apparently from what I'm hearing in, uh, in Mormon temples, the, uh, the floors uh, are checkerboarded. Yep. And that's the, uh, that's the trading floor mm-hmm. for, uh, for Dark Deals.
5: Yep, checkerboard
2: is an obvious Masonic symbol. Should we keep watching? just a little more. I think he, lo- he loses my interest here eventually, but
9: the chessboard about, well, this is how they keep us all locked in duality. This is why I talk to you guys so much about the right, left paradigm and not getting stuck in thinking that these leaders are, have your best interest at heart. It's great to have conservative values and morals. But to think that the people at the top actually have your best interests at heart is not the case. They all work for the enemy. And when we vote, we give consent. The Where's oh. Waldo of Felicity, California. So I just skipped ahead to show these. whole I'm not sure about the Rothschild connections to this. I know that was mentioned on Joe Rogan.
2: So I'm going to pause it there. We don't need to hear them anymore. Um, But you see how these are laid out in a grid. And some have faded more than others, but there's these dots, these dots on a grid, right? And he goes back through, like, the satellite imagery, and they've been there, like, since the start. Like, since the start of the satellite imagery. (laughs) And, um, And to me... I'll just say it now. No no need to tease it anymore. To me, that looks like an archaeological dig site. Somebody was looking for something there. Hmm. That's my theory.
6: Yeah, could be. Uh, could uh, it just be something that was there in the landscape before he bought the place?
2: It looks very unnatural, though.
6: Well, I'm not saying it's natural. I'm just saying whoever had that land before he used it for whatever purpose. And that's just kind of left over from that. But yeah.
2: Well, I, mean, I, would, would be... I would, I would agree with you if it wasn't for this next bit of evidence. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which I only just discovered like an hour before we got on here. I'm not sure if this is the same guy who did this. Nobody knows who did this. It's also in California out in the desert. I'm not sure exactly how far from Felicity, but this has the same holes and similar symbolism. So I'm assuming it was our, our, our guy, Jock, um, check this shit out.
10: So here we are out in the middle of the California desert, about two miles north of interstate eight. And about 13 miles west of Yuma, Arizona, to visit another mystery of Google Maps, the Mound. To get to the Mound, you exit Interstate 8 at Sidewinder Road at Felicity. Felicity is where the center of the world is located at. We do have a video on the center of the world, which I'll link in the description. And apparently while Felicity is the center of the world, Sidewinder is the end of the world. Down Sidewinder, you take this paved road, it does become a dirt road for the last quarter mile or so, and it'll be on your left-hand side once it becomes a dirt road. And so here we are in the middle of nowhere and here is the mound. Nobody really knows why this is here, but there is a mound of quartz rock surrounded by statues in a circular kind of keyhole shape. There's not really a whole lot of information online about this. There's one article on Roadside America and that's about it. So nobody really knows why this is here, but it is listed as the mound on Google Maps. And there's all these angel statues all around. Surrounding the mound. And we'll get a closer look at the mound itself. And you see there's quartz rock surrounding the inner circle. Or the inner circle is made out of quartz rock. And here's the mound. There's another angel. You see there's some flowers have been placed there. Um, Don't know if this is a memorial to somebody or what its purpose is. Somebody made a heart out of these rocks. And there's several stone pathways coming from different directions leading to the mound. There's a couple more statues in that direction. There's another angel over
5: Could here. Can you do a close-up on the statue at the altar?
10: Sure. Leading. And
2: here's the mound. She's holding something.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know what that is, but I found it interesting actually on, on watching this, this time around, that's the only angel looking at the mound. All the other uh, angels, all the other angels were pointing away. Oh, uh, so think, they
5: are all winged figures. I think they
2: all were. We could go back. Here's, and
5: here's the thing our brains are likely to interpret them as angels because Mm -hmm. of the, the society that we grew up in. That does not necessarily mean that that's what they're representing.
2: Okay. Creepier yet. This one's a little kid angel cherub. Well, and let's all, is that what they're called? Um, yeah. And also like the whole thing about the dragon, right? Like winged creature, um, sort of a hellacious as opposed to a heavenly one. Um, but I'm trying to find where you can clearly see the holes dug all around on, a sem- on, the, on the same kind of grid. Um,
3: so there's a bunch of mounds that are, that are much larger than this. This is a tiny mound as far as I know, but there's a bunch of mounds in North America and there's speculation that that's where uh, giants are buried.
4: Hmm. Yeah, I was so. gonna say there's a lot of there's a lot of like Indian mounds and stuff in my part of the world, and you know through the through the southeast. My only question is, all these people are looking at Google Maps and going out there. Is there any evidence of somebody talking to locals? Because I would almost bet money that somebody knows exactly when this popped up. Because this didn't just show up overnight. You know, th- somebody's got to have some more info on this.
2: I mean, this is a fairly remote area, right? Yeah, I but... mean, you tell me, Ando. You're you're familiar. It's right outside of Yuma, like
3: it... yeah. It's it, it's it's out. There's a bunch of dunes down there. A lot of guys go and and uh, ride on the sand and things like that. What's interesting is uh, another thing in the area, uh, just north of there, is Slab City. If y'all have heard of that, mm-hmm. that's where a bunch of like, homeless hippies, or I guess Slab City, is their home. So it's they're not really homeless um they have their little art installation out there and that's uh, that's all the things in that little corner of california there's really not much out there though it's it's pretty desolate area it's a beautiful drive
2: my my point is that it would not be hard for somebody to sort of do this without getting noticed um if there's nobody right this is at the end of some place called what was it uh was it rattlesnake or was it a sidewinder sidewinder Sidewinder, a snake you know and okay, so I just, I think there's a little more good stuff in this video. But uh, it looked
6: like to me, what could have been under the arm of that, that one statue mm-hmm. uh could have been a bundle of arrows. Really? Uh, yeah, it's hard to say. See, like the flights are, the, are to the left and the points are to the right.
2: Yeah, sort of. Maybe. I was thinking like maybe a flower of some kind, but I don't know. It's weird. It's tucked under her arm it seems, not in her hands.
4: It looks like something you'd go buy at a garden center to put out in your yard.
2: Yeah.
3: I'm I'm sure this was deliberately made the way that it is though, if this was the work of this guy.
2: I was going to say, I mean, with the with the resources that this guy has, these almost look to me as kind of one-offs. You know? I it's hard to say with like plaster statues. I mean that one looks maybe kind of store bought, but it's kind of hard to say, man.
4: What are the two figures in the background? Is that part of the those, mount, are, two, those
2: are two more angels?
4: Hmm.
2: Are those uh Virgin Marys in it the back? Kind of does look like the Virgin Mary, actually. I don't see wings on these two. Could be Joseph and Mary.
4: Well, can I? Can you pull this up on Google Maps or Google Earth or whatever? I'm sure, on I can. Google.
2: I'll try. I
3: don't know. I don't know no. if we're gonna crack any sort of code on this thing, though. I mean, uh, no, no. it's fun to explore the mind of an eccentric like this, uh, or seemingly eccentric. You know, seemingly uh, eccentric. Yeah, yeah. To
2: me, it's a shit ton of effort, and and that's the suspicious part. That's why I'm like, I think this guy might be communicating with Satan and being told what to do.
7: Yeah, <laughs> well, that's, what, that's what I was gonna ask. If you thought that it was. Channeling energy because the people that have done a lot of studying on this, like Isaac Weishaupt, he will talk about that when they do, like Rihanna is at the Super Bowl and she does the uh, triangle of manifestation. That even though we as regular people do not feel that there's any effect to doing that, that the people that practice this kind of stuff actually do believe that it is channeling power. Mm-hmm. So Is that kind of what you're thinking with this, but on a a huge scale?
2: I mean, I'm just thinking it's very occult. It's very, very occult. And I never gave a whole lot of thought to the occult until more recently, you know? But like a lot of people put a lot of energy into building these things, you know, and have for a very, very long time, okay? Since prehistory, right? I mean, there have been step pyramids and, you know, labyrinths and you know concentric circles of various shapes and sizes and you know serpent mound is a is a site i want to say in southern ohio i've never been but it's a massive mound complex that's in idaho mm, it's either in illinois or ohio i can't remember for sure i think there's a few of them Hmm, maybe
4: so mike do you want me to try to share the google pictures of this
2: sure you got it
4: uh, well I, I'll figure it out
2: okay yeah let me let me just show you the last like 30 seconds of this because okay. there's one more weird thing that just makes literally no sense except Ohio. maybe in terms of like the connection with that weird ass children's book because there's this wall okay.
10: and a little bit off in the distance there's a wall I'm gonna go check it out and see what that wall is as well So that random wall out here is, just what it appears to be, uh, just a random wall. Doesn't seem to have any purpose. Just a random wall out in the middle of the desert. I mean, somebody built this for some reason, and so somebody had a purpose for building it. What, Whatever that purpose is, I have no
2: idea. So that's the mound. Okay, do you see them now? Check it out, these holes. Yeah. These these parallel lines where someone has clearly dug—that's to me the biggest mystery of this whole thing. And I think that wall maybe was just a little nod to the children's book because it's like that castle uh, wall with the you know the slots in it. I don't know what you call them, but that would purple. make sense. So it reminds me of like you know fairy tale like dragons and knights and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the holes dug in the ground is this like nobody has any explanation there i my theory like i said before any of this shit was built somebody did a massive sort of archaeological dig of some kind even if it was with a bulldozer they were digging around looking for something at both of these sites
4: yeah you want me to pull these up yeah it's kind of kind of strange
6: i think that wall was just a road sign
2: but they didn't have any thing currently on maybe like no message on there well but it was like cut out of a storage container it looked like it was that kind of corrugated metal um aluminum siding yeah or yeah i don't know it's kind of weird maybe he's just a maybe he's just a weird codger that likes fucking with people but like like i said it's a lot of money a lot of time and a lot of thinking well
5: i mean it is it is possible he's just Uh, an eccentric old dude that had uh, money he didn't know what to do with, Uh, that is a possibility. But the very last entry on his Wikipedia page, uh, and again, they have a tendency to just leave things laying around sometimes, it says he has received many commendations about Felicity and the Museum of History in Granite. John C. Bogle, founder of the Vanguard Group, Wrote, you have created an extraordinary monument to all humankind and done so with class and thoroughness. That's a big credential. And a very specific compliment.
2: And Vanguard's one of these big hedge funds, right?
5: Uh, they depending on who you ask they are the big hedge fund cuz it's uh, vanguard owns blackrock and blackrock owns vanguard so it's kind of hard to tell which one's number 1 and which one's number 2 but yeah they've got a uh, 401k fund that's got
6: a
2: decent return right now huh. yeah you know like again the georgia guidestones like i just see this as being a very similar thing um yeah. and and I, I have yet to like hear a sound argument as to who or why they were blown up. You know, like this shit just feels a little too biblical for my, my comfort level. If you catch my drift and like this whole thing about, you know, the, I, I skipped through a lot of the, the video about the children's book, but there's so much in that like story. That's very bizarre. Like the whole thing is that the, the dragon is going to come up, from beneath through the center of the world okay in other words the, the reptile the serpent you know satan like i think this guy is like trying to build a like welcoming pad for satan so you know he can come come back read through the history get caught up on what's happening <laughs> you know i mean that's I, i'm being a little facetious but like there's some I don't weird think s-
3: satan and the serpent are the same entity I think that 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 that's one of those things that we sort of imply. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the uh, it, it's interesting. And then,
4: you know, yeah, you that's that's a whole thing to dig into. <laughs> Are we still on this? Did you want me to share this or it's actually kind of strange when you start seeing it?
2: I'd like to see from the air. Yeah, because uh... we saw it from the air at the at the at the center of the world.
4: All right. Let me know if this is coming through because I can't see shit. Is it showing up?
2: No. Hmm. You try hitting that present button.
4: Uh. Well, it says. Oh, hold up.
6: So this guy could could be a Satanist, like a practicing Satanist, and Christ maybe he, yeah. he he built the chapel and everything with the hopes that that would be the center where the the false. I don't I don't know all the details, but you know, there's like a fake Jesus that comes back and turns out to be uh the Satan or whoever the hell shows up. People follow him unwittingly. Maybe the he's Antichrist. hoping the Antichrist. That's the word I'm looking for. Maybe <laughs> the Antichrist, <laughs> the fake Satan, the fake Jesus. Antichrist shows up and uses his facility that he's created for his, you know, evil purposes. Maybe that's that could be what he's trying to do there.
4: So when you look at this from Google it looks like there's a bunch of parking lots, and then uh, there is a ton of holes. I mean, they go—I'd say probably a mile, maybe, maybe you know, three quarters of a mile. But there's a just a bunch of holes, and they're all about the same size. But they stop about the—I guess it'd be the front of the the mound. So.
2: Hmm. yeah i wish you could show us
4: well uh, i'll try but. it again but this, this fucking mac is not real uh, user friendly
2: i mean like like ando said earlier like we're not gonna crack this code per se but it's to me a major what the fuck and it's like i don't know dude like now that that exists on on our earth you know, I don't know. Like- well, it, it,
5: it existed before we knew about it, right? Like th- this place was founded in 1986. So it's it's been in existence since then, maybe not in the form that it's currently in. But to me, again, it's all about the timing, right? I, I had never heard of this place before. I saw the article on Vigilant Citizen a few days ago and was and was checking it out and going through it and was like, Wow, this is really bizarre and interesting, so I dropped it in the in the group chat. Um, and I guess that's kind of what actually brought us to uh, be discussing the subject of Felicity California today. But isn't it interesting that we lose the Georgia Guidestones not quite a year ago? It was almost a year ago, to the day mm-hmm. And now we have Felicity, California to talk about
2: as this odd monument so are you suggesting it might be a psyop just of its own um another distraction or
5: uh, potentially or maybe it's like a, a trail of breadcrumbs, right like we're we're getting little little tiny little tidbits of knowledge that we don't actually know what to do with because we don't know what it is we don't know what it looks like it's it's uh, we're being toyed
2: with essentially yeah, well, it feels like ceremonial, feels religious.
4: So, yeah, those two figures off in the distance, it looks like it's Jesus and Mother, and you know, the Virgin Mary. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, do you, Mike, do you see anything for me to to add that to the stream? No, I, see- I mean, hmm. if
2: you have a present button, that's what I would click. But right. um, this stuff, I, it takes a little figuring out. So. Yeah. We can probably move on. Like, that's all I've got on that topic. I just thought it was a major what the fuck. And yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I got nothing.
5: Well, something so, tells me that uh, probably all of us at some point will be revisiting uh, Felicity, California in the future.
3: I'll take pictures mm-hmm. if I end up out there. It, it's going to depend well, on how do. close it is to that uh, rest area. There's a rest area down that way and maybe i i'm not sure if there'll be ubers in that area but, but I'll, I'll see if i have time and i'm passing that rest area i love driving i8 it's one of my favorite drives because it's so empty it's it's one of the most desolate interstates that there is and uh and it's short you know it's just san diego until you know tucson just about tucson so um yeah if i'm down there i'll i'll check it out see what boots in the on the ground can do
2: yeah see if you get a weird vibe from the old codger
3: oh yeah yeah i'd I'd love to meet him and and see what see what i can get from him without you know revealing that i'm you know a kook
2: so (laughs) yeah (laughs) just play like a like a your average american tourist right
3: play play normie as much as i can i mean it's kind of hard but (laughs)
2: honestly it'd be really interesting I, i don't know if anybody's done it or if you would even be allowed but to walk the, the granite museum with a pretty high resolution, like video camera and like capture the whole thing. So we could kind of analyze that. That would be interesting, <laughs> you know, see how he likes to tell our history. Right. Cause he wrote every, every page of that stone. Yeah. Clip,
3: you know? Yeah. That's, that's something that I was, pretty interested in is is because he's he's also he's definitely written it from the side of the allies because he was he was french and he you know escaped the united states and i'd like to see what his take on things is it's it's you know the oh hey what do you know the good guys always win you know that 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 old thing
2: Mm -hmm. yeah and to to address the thing about timing that drizzle brought up um This is 30 years in the making. And I mean, you could probably build something like that quicker than 30 years if you're like the National Park Service. But for one guy who's like 80 years old now and it's still being worked on, like it is not yet completed. I'm just, you know, I'm like, that's that's dedication, man. That dude has like he has motivation of some. He doesn't have
4: a skid steer. I know that. He's Mm. got an unholy
2: drive. Yeah, that's my thought. That's my thought.
6: You know, you guys ought to, if you can find it, there was an old TV show called Beyond Bizarre, Mm. and it would profile stuff like this uh, in the show. Uh, I remember watching it back in the 90s, and it was on, like, uh, I don't remember what channel, like Discovery Channel or something like that. But uh, it had stuff like this in it. It was kind of interesting.
2: WTF forums taking over that mantle. Yeah. At least trying. (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I mean, there's some more stuff in our telegram chat we could go into. I, you know, I'm happy to open the floor up though. If anybody brought anything,
3: I was, uh, I did a show with OG dad bod the other day, burn battle on burn. And we talked about the news and then I finished the show and I'm posting it. And then I see you, all this stuff about Wagner 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 depends on how you pronounce it and uh I was like oh man this is uh this is totally a psyop and sure enough it was so here we are <laughs> uh what what is the old line uh I uh, you guys uh union of you know unknowns always have uh Justin saying it everything is fake until proven gay so uh, channeling Justin right there so yeah, uh what do y'all think of that? That was that was fun watching the NPCs go from uh su- completely supporting the Wagner group and uh and then, you know, calling them terrorists the next day. That was fun.
6: Yeah, it it looked uh I don't know. Of course I I was skeptical as soon as I saw the first headline coming in. There's a coup and this Wagner group's behind it and I'm like who the hell are they? And, and I'm like, "Oh, that's the Russian special forces or some mercenary group or something works for Russia. And I'm like, yeah, oh, what is this? And then he, and then he just accepts, okay, I'm going to exile myself to Belarus or whatever the hell the resolution was. I'm like, wait a minute. So he, he attempted a coup and Putin's not going to execute this guy. There's oh come on.
3: <laughs> so the, the few weeks leading up to this, all you would hear from a lot of the news was, information about wagner so that that's focus they grab your focus and they say hey put your eyes right here and then they go action when they have enough eyes and so the storyline played out and it played out fast man our psyops are moving so fast where it it seems like a long time ago that we were talking about aliens and uh and hackers we still haven't even gotten to that
2: well and like you said, they, they kind of highlight stuff that they want, you know, it's like a sleight of hand thing. Like this is where we want you to look we, you know, didn't, wasn't there some coverage about the, um, the Titan submarine, like in the days leading up to the implosion, like it was already on the news cycle as if they knew something terrible was going to happen. You know, am I wrong about yeah, that?
3: There, there's a lot.
2: I don't remember a lot that they
3: hid with that.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like there was some like coverage of it where they're like, yeah, billionaire so-and-so and and his son are going on a trip to the Titanic. And three days later, Oh, everybody died, you know, could be, I don't know. I, I
6: just, I only remember hearing about them being lost. That was the first headline that caught my eye. And then there was like so much coverage of it. And then, uh, you know, Obama came out later and he's like, why did they cover these guys so much when this other ship of 700 immigrants died? And, you know, when you read that article, it was something like 30 immigrants died. But
4: well, what broke last week? Right. Biden taking or uh, Hunter taking a plea deal. Right. Yeah. Uh, The Biden whistleblower. Were they not just magically found dead last week? Uh, and and what does it come out that the Navy knew that there was an, an implosion that they had detected on their system they've got underwater on Sunday?
6: Oh, so, yeah. I, that's... Yeah. I mean,
4: we're just, they're just running coverage for, you know, whatever they've got going on in the background. I mean, the, I mean, you know, I think we can all agree that impeachment is a, a, a sham at this point, but, you know, there was the, uh, impeachment measure uh uh put forth in the house so uh mike go to a uh, telegram i
3: just i just put you put a little clip of a, a guy from tiktok who is talking about all the things that are happening this week that they covered up with uh with this titan submarine
4: Unfortunately, that is the worst Flex Seal ad ever. They'll never <laughs> recover from that one.
7: Well, I, I had a question for y'all. I was wondering, why do you think the Russia thing happened so quickly? Um, I will say that I really hadn't paid that much attention to it. And I just assume at this point that whatever I'm hearing from the mainstream about Russia, Ukraine, all that stuff is not true. Um, and then I thought that this could either be when I first heard it, I didn't do any deep dive, but I thought it's probably like, it's either Russian propaganda for some reason, you know, the, the fog of war trying to confuse people or whatever, or it is our own government doing that. It's like propaganda for some reason, but I don't know why they're putting it here, but I question why it's here. And I think that it's like legal man says, um, Basically, if anything is in the mainstream news for longer than an hour, then it is part of the 179 degree club, which means whatever they're telling you, look in the opposite direction. So I kind of just keep that thought um, with me whenever a big thing starts happening. But in this case, I thought it was extremely weird that it was over that quickly. And I wondered if it is because people online are now calling these things out as false flags or coup or whatever, like a lot quicker, you know, is that making a difference? Why they're like, Oh, oh, it's over. I mean, what do you think? Well, no,
5: this uh, I'll I'll chime in real quick and say, this is an appetizer. Uh, This is setting the stage for something else. Uh, in the future, involving this individual, and probably something that Russia keeps in Belarus, yeah. if he's still alive, I'll I'll uh, couch it with uh, with that. If yeah, it's he's funny still you alive, say
4: that. it's funny you say that because what did they do about a month ago when the bakhmut or whatever failed? He was yelling that they were running out of ammo and that they were going to leave if they didn't get more mm-hmm. supplies and everything, mm-hmm. and then suddenly bakhmut fell. Uh, and then, uh, last week, what do we have, uh, fruity Lindsey Graham talking about the article five was going to be invoked if there was a, uh, nuclear weapon used in, uh, Ukraine and, Oh, what do we know before they blew a dam that is the source of cooling water for the reactors at the mm-hmm. plant nuke plant that's in Russian control. Mm-hmm. I Correct. mean, it's, it's too convenient at this point.
5: Correct. Uh, Yeah. Once, once you start connecting all those dots to one another, it, it becomes pretty obvious what the play was
2: here. Here's the video that um, Ando mentioned.
0: Titan. All week I've been fascinated with this story. Billionaire trapped in the bottom of the sea in search of the Titanic. They'll take six hours to get there and only eight hours of oxygen. Suspense. Will they live? Will they die? Duped by the fucking media. Again. Monday, the Titan is missing. Tuesday, there's a banging sound. Wednesday, they're running out of air. Thursday, oh no, we found the wreckage. But the entire time, they knew it was BS. U.S. Navy knew the sub already blew up on Sunday. Sunday. But they distracted us, again, to hide the news cycle. What happened this week? Let's do a quick recap on what you missed. J.P. Morgan and Jeffrey Epstein emails were released. And now they have just mistakenly delayed 47 million emails. Joe Biden is undergoing an impeachment vote in the House, or at least trying. The Pentagon fat fingered $6 billion to Ukraine. Hunter Biden gets a slap on the wrist while FBI whistleblowers are going missing. And John Durham had his congressional hearing this week regarding the Russia hoax. But I was so busy wondering about the billionaire who decided to go voting in a submersible soda can. Missed it all. Titan.
2: So that pretty much summed it up.
6: So this submarine had been used several times in the past. Did the U.S. Navy, like, zap it to make it implode and just to make this news story wallpaper?
2: Supposedly, there had been like um, warnings about the design. I heard something about that. Yeah, Uh, this is
4: like the Fisher Price uh, starter set of submarines. Like, you know, it's probably put together with like epoxy, uh, fiberglass, and like some sort of real, like, weak, you know, mild steel. So there were already concerns about it. I mean, you can see the CEO talking about it, he's like, oh, we got this light from Camping World. Like, you know, all the memes about them running the sub with a controller. You know, it's like, oh, it ought to be like an elevator. We just press one button. I mean, this was doomed to fail. Like, I don't I don't know if y'all know anything about pressure vessels, but like, for you to actually have a pressure vessel, there are numerous ways that you certify it. I mean, it's fairly uniform. Because, uh, I mean, it's a fucking bomb. Like, if something goes wrong, it either... Goes out, or it'll crush in. Huh. We talked yeah, about but... that Friday. That that it
3: was interesting that they had the uh, the sonic boom story from a few weeks ago with the plane crashing in Virginia. Uh, sonic boomed over DC and and freaked everybody out, right? Well, that that is a uh, the the pressure lost there versus the the high pressure of being under the sea. And I think it's really interesting that they they put those two stories in a sequence where they can contrast, you know?
4: Well, even the Sonic Boom, right, you know they're they're legally not supposed to go whatever mock and sonic boom over the United States, right? They're only supposed to be hitting the afterburners and going that fast if it's, you know, case of emergency, they're scrambling jets.
2: Do we know what kind of uh plane it was? Commercial military?
4: Uh, that was what a little just like a little Cessna or something somebody lost control of and went in the side of the mountain.
5: Yeah, it wasn't a prop, but it was a private jet. Probably like it was a, a private uh, jet. It yeah, wasn't a Cessna seat or something like that. Well it was it was a Cessna, but it was a Cessna jet.
3: Okay, okay. Yeah. That's right. I, I thought it was a Lear, but I'm not sure.
6: So they have private jets that can go that fast?
2: I suppose, yeah. That 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 is kind of shocking because... Uh, well,
4: I don't think it was that fast, right? I mean, there's a lot of stuff in that part of the DC part of the world that's protected airspace. What is it? They call it MOA or MAO or something. Like
2: military aircraft only? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
7: Yeah, it was the jet that was deployed to go check on that. That made a sonic boom, right? I
2: I see. That would make more sense. Yeah,
7: Yeah, that that was my understanding from that story.
2: Because Mach one is pretty damn quick. Um, We only broke the sound barrier in like the. I mean, I guess it was early in like jet technology, but that that was the fastest anybody had ever gone on planet Earth was hitting Mach one. You know, breaking the sound barrier. Was that was that Chuck Yeager or did the Russians beat us
6: on that one too? Not sure. Not sure.
2: I'm not that schooled
6: on the history of it all. Because I know Chuck Yeager was the first American. I don't know if he was the first human to go uh past Mach 1.
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah, weird. If, only, weird if shit. only we had a device in our hands that we could look these things up.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't know, man. It's just, it seems like everything's going mad. Like I'm doing an, I'm doing an episode tomorrow with a friend of mine. And we're going to talk about like just the madness, (laughs) people losing it, you know? And uh, like today, dude, I was just having a coffee, like sitting, trying to read my book out in front of this coffee shop, trying to find some peace and quiet basically in this mad city. And, and this, this crazy, probably homeless guy comes over and starts just talking like sits down at the same table as me and is just talking at me and making no goddamn sense <laughs> and and at one point i hear him say something about uh, looks kind of fruity kind of gay or whatever i like looked over at him and i looked around and there was like nobody around i go are you talking to me or are you talking about me he said yeah <laughs> like all right man i said have a good one peace out thanks for fucking my morning up i was chilling here until you showed up but people are crazy dude people are crazy and times are strange as the great bob dylan said people are strange when you're a stranger Mm. what should i just been been friends with the crazy homeless guy instead then he wouldn't be so strange no i think he was just just strange you know I would have asked, asked
5: him what what tipped him off that you were
2: gay. Yeah, well like probably, what, that, I, what probably that I was reading were. a book at a coffee shop and
4: he's just like <sighs> fucking faggot. Blah. Yeah, no, no man, you wasn't <laughs> I mean, a pride parade yeah. today, Don't lie.
5: <laughs> yeah, I would have turned it back around on him. I would have been like, Oh, that's like
2: that's a really superficial reason to think somebody's gay. I was I was wearing my, you know, support trans kids t shirt, but I, I you know <laughs> I figured that doesn't if, say it one way or the other. As far as I'm concerned, I just support trans kids.
3: <laughs> so y'all, if, if you want to indicate to homeless men that you're gay, uh, I have a great book for you. Hey, Duke 2029 <laughs> by Michael <laughs> T. Whistler. <laughs> Hilarious. Get your books at easy peasy. Dot itty bitty. Dot tips. Mm-hmm. You'll find a link there. Please support oh. Mike and buy I his book. It, I don't
2: even pay him to say this stuff. It's awesome. Yep.
3: Yeah. <laughs> see i'm 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 a good good promo guy yeah. i used to do radio
2: yeah actually the second edition is going to drop pretty soon i finally 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 sat down and went through and found the numerous typos that slipped through my first screening process you know when you're broke and can't afford to pay an editor you do your best but version two see, these are coming the soon.
3: the copies copy number one with all the typos and all that the the original print that's Mm going to be selling for like five hundred dollars on the internet years from now
2: there's only about 50 of them out there so
4: so when is book two coming because thinking about
2: i've been i've been mulling around a few ideas but yeah this summer i might i might do another um debating you know do i want to go like sci-fi do i want to go espionage maybe both um yeah. The last one was sort of like a dystopian modern Western. And, uh, yeah. So I want to go a different direction with the next one, but we'll see. Ooh, I got one. Yeah.
3: Lesbianage.
2: Ooh. <laughs>
7: <laughs>
2: what? Like, uh,
7: <laughs> Sorry. Like
2: double agent rug munchers. We could call it that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's a great name. I think it'll <laughs> sell.
2: It'll sell like
3: hotcakes. Yeah,
6: if you're lucky, you can write a, a couple of sci-fi novels and you'll gain a huge following, and then you can start your own religion and become yeah. some wild millionaire, powerful guy.
2: Well, I think the middle of the earth is still um, open for grabs, so I'm gonna do the middle of the earth.
5: No, no, somebody got that.
2: No, that was Middle Earth, not the middle of the earth. <laughs> 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 I what know you're Little Earth. Out. What whittle? Little. Little Earth. It, it's
3: yeah, it's just Earth, but it's everybody's smaller and everything's smaller. It's exact same otherwise.
6: <laughs> Dude, did you see that? Uh, that was a that was a uh, uh, episode of. Um, come on, what was that? Cl- that classic old TV show with all the sci-fi uh, and uh, twisty. Star Trek? No, uh, Twilight Zone. F- twilight zone that was an old twilight zone episode where you had it It showed uh this lady in a house and there was no talking and then a weird aliens showed up and landed their craft in her attic and little tiny aliens came out and were shooting at her with these tiny guns and she went up in the attic and she smashed the the ufo with a big rock and it panned over to the side and it said like uh USAF along the edge of the UFO. So it was implying that
2: do, 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 do. yeah,
6: the US had sent a ship into space and landed on an alien planet full of giants, and that was like the weird twist.
2: Huh. I never did watch any uh Twilight Zone personally. I was more an X Files guy.
6: Twice Oh you
2: gotta yeah you gotta go find
5: the original and yeah. watch some of those episodes.
6: Absolutely.
4: Uh, speaking of aliens, has anybody besides me been to Roswell?
0: Mm-mm.
4: No. Oh, it's man, terrible. It's, uh, it is. It is. <laughs> but so there's lame. no doubt that something got covered up. It's actually outside of the alien shit. It's actually a pretty cool place to be because you're close to a lot of cool shit. I think there's a bottom. Did you slate. find.
3: Did you uh, find something in, other than Applebee's to do? <laughs>
4: uh, no, no. I actually uh, ate soup in my room. Uh, oh <laughs> yeah. big money right there. Wild you ordered from Applebee's? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well there's actually a rest uh restaurant, I think it was Mexican, uh at the Hampton Inn I stayed at, but I was like, no, nah, you know what? I've been on the road for like twelve hours. I'm I'm just gonna go to bed. But how anyways, do you That's a great you, part of the world?
6: How do you visit Roswell and not stay at the little Ailey Inn?
4: <laughs> that's not in
3: Roswell.
6: That's not that's in, in Roswell uh,
3: that's in that's in Nevada. That's in a, I forgot the name of the city, but it's—it's it's in Nevada. That's—it's the one that's close to Area Fifty-One. Yeah. Uh, Rachel, okay. Nevada, I believe. It might be something like that. Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing on Roswell: the crash, supposed crash. We don't know if it was a crash or not, right? Right. Y'all are with me on that. I, I anyway, think there let's... was
4: something that happened there, right?
3: Okay. The supposed crash happened miles and miles away from roswell the reason why roswell gets credit for it is because that's where the uh where the air force base is Mm -hmm. so they they took the remains of the thing that they crashed uh oops i mean you know so they crashed their own equipment is my theory and went and recovered it and made this whole thing up because they need they need that mythology out there and, you know, it, it's still, I mean, they're still trying to profit off of this, uh, this whole alien psyop that they've been doing. They've been doing this since when? Uh, uh, before the, let's see, War of the Worlds was the first one, right?
2: So it makes me think of something, actually. Um, earlier, Stella said that she saw on the wiki page, I think for the, for the center of the world, she says in the comments um, that it used to be an Air Force base. And I wonder if the digging might have happened then. And it also makes me wonder about this parachuting French American who's building this shit over top of what maybe used to be an Air Force base. Um, The fact that he was in the goddamn Air Force, right? I mean, yeah, he might, what's he, he digging might... up there, too? Well, at, like I said, maybe the digging happened before he took charge of the property, but perhaps, you know, it, he's poured a lot of concrete and laid a lot of granite kind of trying to obscure the, the, you know, evidence of whatever digging was going on. And, um, it's almost curious that it's been done with such a flurry of, you know, in such a short ish scale. um, Right as like satellite imagery technology is becoming more widespread and available. And um yeah, I mean, if he is trying to cover up those holes, he's not doing the best job, but it is enough to obscure it at least from the ground. Um I don't know. Just some thoughts.
3: Hey, did you go to the museum when you were there, OG Dabod? Uh
4: yeah. It was a gigantic waste of time and money. It was yeah, it was like a it diorama made by eighth graders.
3: It was it. It's the worst museum that I've ever been to, and that's saying uh, a lot.
4: Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Uh, although it wasn't as bad as having to pay thirty five dollars to get into a fucking national park. So. Oh yeah, yeah. You got to get that parks pass. The parks pass is. I think it's about a hundred bucks, and it nah, lasts. Bro, I lot. got four wheel drive. I got parks pass. <laughs> Ching. <laughs>
7: So just to clarify, Ando, you believe that this was likely, like with Roswell and Area 51, it's likely military or kind of like, yeah, DARPA
3: tech, like uh, uh, all that stuff that, that they're testing, all the things that they're, they're, they're about 50 years ahead of us. They had, they've had things like batteries that don't run out for, for decades now and, you know, we don't get a, get a hold of some of this technology because there's no profit in it. Right. Uh, but then the other technology that they can leak out, you know, like the AI that we're seeing right now is probably the AI that they were dealing with 20, 30 years ago. Right. So uh, yeah, they have all kinds of stuff that they keep secret and keep away from us.
7: Yeah. I kind of, from um, Annie Jacobs' book about Area 51, I kind of got, you know, the, I was kind of thinking that this is military stuff. It's just them testing way advanced, you know, weaponry and equipment and stuff like that. That's what it sounded like.
2: So this psyop maybe goes back even further than we are talking here. Stella makes a good point. Apparently Orson Welles was also a Freemason and war of the worlds was like one of the OG psyops. They did the radio yep. broadcast version and people lost their damn minds. Mm-hmm. It was one of our, you know, modern cases of mass uh, psychosis, right? Well, let's go
5: even one step beyond that. Back even before the radio play, let's go back to the man who wrote the story, War of the Words," Worlds, H.G. Wells, who is a known Fabian Socialist.
2: So Just wait, HG Wells which one which one's which Orson HG so H- H- HG is orson Wells's uncle ah okay yeah.
3: and uh and Corbett did an amazing job of of covering war of the worlds I highly recommend that so mm-hmm. go to the corbettreport.com or corbettreport.com don't say the Corbett report corbettreport.com Look for War of the Worlds in the search. It's hard to find the search sometimes if you don't know what you're doing, but there is a search, and go get it and learn some stuff.
2: So yeah, you think it, you think he was um, like a government spook or just like a deep state? Like that's the thing. I like I think there's almost a separation, right? Well, G. With, G. with the Wells, government, the yeah, deep state, and. Wells and- I going to say wrote, that the secret societies and all that shit. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well,
5: HG Wells also wrote a book called the open conspiracy in, in which was laid out the plan that will unfold over the course of time in order to lead all of humanity into a one world technocratic state. So, uh, When you factor in War of the Worlds as part of the psychological operation of hurting the population in the direction that they want them to go, it all kind of starts to fall into place.
2: You know, as usual, this forum never disappoints me. (laughs) You know, like we each bring a little something different, right? I, I did not think we'd end up talking about War of the Worlds with where we started the center of the world you know how funny it's just like this overlap of i hate to say it but like literature uh and you know the whole there's the children's book that mm-hmm. foretells the building of the center of the world and there's hg wells talking about the open conspiracy and like like these people are so proud of their endeavors that they tell us bluntly about it we just don't take them seriously
3: revelation of the method
2: Mm -hmm. and i guess they don't want us to necessarily take them too seriously so they can keep doing it
3: well part of it is that if, if you if they tell you that they're doing it they're openly telling you that they're doing it and you don't stop them then you're consenting it's it's a weird thing with the way that they do their magic
2: Almost a dark, a it. dark contract sure. of some kind, a verbal yeah. dark contract. Like, like the guy said, um, analyzing like the layout of the center of the world, he said, um, <laughs> it was an interesting little tangent. I've never watched any of this guy's videos before, but I think I'll go through and see other stuff he's covered. Cause I liked him, even though he's a bit out there with some of it. Uh, but he says, you know, this is what I'm telling you guys about. Like, don't trust the leaders. They don't have your best interest at heart. And when you vote you consent to it all. Like, why do you think it's become so common for people to be repulsed by the idea of voting? Cause they don't want to consent to what's being done. And yeah, man, there, there is something like part of his analysis of the children's book. There was a page where, where, you know, co the, the good dragon is standing next to like his father, who is like a, a judge and lawyer type dragon. And he has these books that are like fireproof, which is foretelling of the granite slabs. And he is, you know, the books he's standing over are like history law, like fashion. It was like a weird, like four or five different books. And it was all like dragon history, dragon law, dragon fashion, whatever. But like, it's, it's interesting to think that, like, the legal system is kind of the domain of the wicked, right? And these contracts. That's
4: all yeah. I
7: Yeah, and, and back to kind of the consent aspect of it, like we've been talking about, like, you have to invite the vampire in. But many people do in their in their willful ignorance of what is right in front of their face. Mm-hmm.
2: Same with the devil you gotta you gotta sell your soul it's a it's an agreement
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know um makes me and think you that, do
3: it on a checker floor
2: huh yeah, <laughs> I'll stay out of the mormon lodges. hey, if you do go to the center of the world ando just like just tread lightly like don't stand on the checkerboard and shit
3: <laughs> oh no, I will not be doing that, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. God, that'd be so I, fascinating if you did go. Give us a good report if you do.
6: I say immerse yourself. Go experience as much as you can. I mean, how else are we going to know what
2: what's going on over there? Well, I'm afraid of unwittingly inviting in the vampire. Right? I'm afraid if you look into that Jacques dude's eyes too long, you know, a demon's going to split in two and jump into your body from his. You know, like that's why I'm like, I don't think I would ever go there. It feels like a very unholy place.
4: You shouldn't go there because it's in California.
2: <laughs> sure. Excellent point. <laughs> well, we've been going a couple hours. Anybody got any uh, any more topics for us before we start winding her down?
4: I got two things I wanted to just mention. Sure. Uh, I've enjoyed seeing the inter- internet lose their collective mind uh over RFK shirtless and working out. For yeah, day. dude. Biden debates. And then the second thing was Alex Jones on the Patrick but uh Bet David podcast. Uh there's some good clips out there, but it's a it's a long slog through those 2 hours.
2: Yeah, the RFK photo is kind of dope, honestly. Like holy fuck, look at that, dude. Yeah, like rock on. I'm not I'm not giving myself any like extra points in the in the is he gay or is he not department but he looked good (laughs) (laughs) and i made a joke on instagram i go maybe instead of democracy we should just have arm wrestling tournaments for presidents you know Mm. i know sorry that that's very not gonna work well for the uh for the lady folk that want to be president but it's a joke
3: hey duke 2029 folks (laughs) there you go
2: how does that? How does that relate on this topic?
3: I don't know. It's just you're it talking the... about gay stuff. <laughs> gay stuff. Gay stuff.
2: Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is a bit of a buddy comedy, and those are always slightly homo in their, yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, in their undercurrent. But no, no, it's it's not gay, dude. He he knocks a bitch up in that book. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't being...
3: wait to read it. I, I I'm just giving you shit. You know,
2: yeah. Those, well, like, if you if you ain't my read it, you do. Yeah, tell me – let me know how gay it is when you're done, all right? But, anywho, uh, yeah, and the other thing you said, OG, uh, remind me.
4: Uh, Alex Jones was on the uh, Patrick David uh, mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, there's a bunch of clips starting to circulate. Uh, I think it's right at two hours. Um, but, you know, how Alex Jones is when he gets on anything, it's a, it's a good laugh.
2: What What exactly was he covering?
4: I haven't gotten that far into it. Uh, okay. After about just... 10 minutes, I'd turn it off.
2: Huh. Okay. Well, I don't know nothing about that. I haven't seen any of that. You know, I did see, I, I, I did not do Twitter like at all until the last couple months, but I, you know, I'll be damned. Like the comment section is pretty interesting sometimes just to get a, a read on people's opinions. And, uh, the video of him like pumping iron, right. Doing a bench press, you know, um, There was just some interesting back and forth where you got your lefty normies saying, oh, yeah, like what we need for a president is a power lifter, blah, 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 power lifter, anti-vaxxer. And uh, (laughs) and somebody immediately underneath, you know, I'm sure it's ranked based on likes or whatever. It's not chronological, but um, somebody's like, well, you know, physical fitness leads to good, like mental health and good decision making and you know this that and the other like there are studies you know link here link here link here and you know it's just there is a valid argument like if somebody doesn't stay fit like if they're not healthy you know why should we like if they if they can't be trusted with their own health why should we trust our health to them you know
3: we we haven't done it this show and we might as well do it right now then uh based or bogus rfk jr
2: hmm yeah, it's worth doing. Um, bogus, huh? bogus. You y'all bogus. think so, huh? Yeah. Bottom bottom of the screen all says bogus. I I want to like him. Okay, I want to like him. Do I want? Am I going to go vote for him? Like, no, I don't believe in it. Um, but I'm glad he's in the conversation. I'm going to say based.
4: He's anti-gun. Right, you know, he's he required vaccines for his events. He's he's a bullshit artist.
2: He required vaccines for his event, even though he's.
4: Yeah. During the uh, the COVID stuff and he's vaccinated. Um, he and his wife are.
5: Hmm. Well, it's yeah. Not to mean, mention that he comes home. from a family of organized crime.
4: Nothing right. to see there.
5: Yeah. Which I mean, yeah, is, you know, uh, government organized crime. I I guess maybe we should get him in office, but you know, Hey.
7: Yeah. I'm going bogus.
6: Uh, I don't really. Know, I haven't been paying close enough attention to him, so I don't have that much of an opinion about him. But he is a politician, so fuck. He's him, also man. a lawyer. Uh, Fucking <laughs> twice, then.
3: So his expose on Fauci, though, is is pretty useful, and I would say that that that's pretty based. And you know, feel free to use that, distribute that, etc. But as far as election season or selection season, as a lot of people call it. Uh, there's always some false savior. And this one is sort of the, the trajectory of, of being the uh, the new hope that, you know, and everybody's going to be disappointed in the end. And it's, it's not going to play out well. So I mean, I, I can already see it coming.
7: So I've been thinking about this too. And I almost feel like it's it's more of the demoralization campaign that we have been subjected to for a very long time. Right. So I think that it has been so dreadful with the scamdemic and with Biden at the helm and the constant threat of world war, world war three and people are feeling the, the pain in uh, in their wallet because food prices have gone up, all of that stuff. Right. So I think that people are seeing someone that they believe is telling the truth about something that's really important, which would be Fauci, COVID, all of that stuff. People are are so desperate for someone in authority to not be gaslighting them and Mm -hmm. to actually be addressing and asking real questions that no other politician has been subjected to in these last many, many years, you know? And I so I feel like they and Stella had said in the comments, Pied Piper, and I do think that because I think that he is getting he is literally bringing the sides together because that was a a lot of different people that didn't believe what was happening. So I almost feel like they are going to Bernie Sanders him, but he will be popular with such a bigger crowd. And then I think that you're going to have like four more years of Biden or something like that, or like, um, Budigig or something. You know, I think that that is going to be what is kind of, God, please, no. I you think-
2: a- yeah, I think that's a reasonable point that it would almost split the Republican vote more than exactly. Would- yeah. And that's
7: what I was going to say. So I think we'll have four more years of a Biden esque situation. And then I think that they have been working on fracturing the conservative party, right? And it definitely started with with Trump, because you have um, rhinos, you have never Trumpers, you have um, MAGA extremists that are the domestic terrorists, and and we all know with like OKC, okay, that narrative has been laid and um, been you know, being laid out for us for a very long time. So I think that was the goal. So they've been working on fracturing and like shattering like a piece of glass in every, every way, right? Like they're even doing that to the LGBTQ community, right? If you're just a a gay person or a lesbian person and you don't understand the trans situation, then they're calling you a turf and they're, they're kind of almost lumping you in with, domestic terrorist extremists because you have an opinion that is different than that. So I think it's part of a fracturing campaign, but I do think that splitting the Republican party is an important goal. So I think they're going to be accomplishing that with this. Then they're going to further the demoralization campaign with a horrible president again. And then I think after that you will get, you know, um, a very charismatic character that a lot of people are coming behind because you have to have somebody that's likable and reasonable to usher in the cbdc and the surveillance state now what is the timeline of them doing that i don't know but i just feel like that's important that they have to have somebody after this shit show that people are like oh wow that's so it's a breath of fresh air even though they know that the election isn't real anymore like it it may never I mean how long has it been? I don't know. But that's where I think long time. Yeah.
4: I think you're on the right path. I mean, I, I don't think Biden will make it through another four years. Uh Endo and I were talking about I think they'll have somebody like Whitmer or Newsom come in. Uh, Newsom, if, if yeah. that's the the you know facade they well, wanna keep up. They probably have about thirty
3: different Biden clones, but the the thing is all the uh <laughs> All the, the crime is following him a little bit too hard and so so they're going to have to retire the clone. And you know, maybe he'll he'll retire right off into the sunset, go you know, go to Tel Aviv and sit on the beach next to Jeffrey Epstein. Or <laughs> maybe maybe they'll just retire him retire him like they do Kennedy's. Yeah.
2: yeah. I was cracking up. You know, I like going back and listening to our forums after the fact, cause I'm often so trying to think ahead and do computer stuff or whatever. I miss stuff and it's fun to listen. And um, I was cracking up when we were talking about how Fetterman might be like a uh, Biden clone gone wrong.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, okay. I got to pull up this shit i made. I made, I'm, I'm proud of it, even though it got like seven likes. Um, but I made a meme out of, out of Fetterman and uh, young Frankenstein. And I think it's pretty funny. I think
9: we
4: mentioned (laughs) that he looked like Frankenstein on the uh, episode, right? Yeah,
2: I think we did. That's what like gave me the idea. Um,
4: He's like the troll under the bridge.
2: Right, right. All right, here it is. (laughs) You'll like this.
3: (laughs) Wait, what about the audio only people?
2: Oh, it's audio. You'll get it. It's oh, fine. Okay, good, good, good. So, yeah. for the audio only people, the caption says human puppets, who pulls their strings?
8: From what was once an inarticulate mass of lifeless tissues,
1: may I now present a cultured, sophisticated man about town?
5: The, the, the delegation to make sure that we get this fixed quick. As well, too. This is a president that is committed to infructure. <laughs> law
0: of the inflation.
5: Infre- 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 infre-
1: Dressed up like a million dollar trooper, trying mighty hard to look like Gary Cooper. Loobie Loobie!
5: Uh, a, a kind of a uh, l- uh, law of the inflation inflation infre- 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 uh, infre- uh bill that
2: So yeah, that was just me being silly or whatever, but like there was something about the, uh, Gene Wilder and I'm trying to remember the other guy's name, Peter or something, Peter Boyle, Peter Boyle. Thank you. Uh, tap dancing around together and like the, just the show of it all and like comparing it to the video of Biden and Fetterman sort of tap dancing around, putting on a show and like being pretty, you know, incoherent, um, and the music is just funny too. It's almost like a circus act, you know.
3: Like, hey, hey, the drizzle. What's your uh, what's your Twitter name?
5: Uh, Which count?
3: <laughs> you know the one I'm talking about right now. What's the one that relates to the situation?
5: <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, John Fetterman's Neuralink.
7: I love that name. It. I was. It was the hilarious. I thought it might have been Dennis at first
3: this, this circles back around. We started this conversation talking about Elon fighting Zuckerberg. And now we're talking about Neuralink. Here we go. Foro boroughs of the, uh, of the WTF forum.
2: It's all full circle, man, as usual. Well, maybe we should, uh, wrap her up there. What do you say? Well, we usually go around the circle one more time and, and give plugs once more. So, uh, I'll, I'll take the burden off of Ando's shoulders and say, Hey, Duke 2029, if you want a good read, (laughs) uh, in about a week or so, I'll have the, the, the cleaner manuscript, but honestly, like it was good enough. Uh, the story reads, there were just missing bits and bobs, uh, as far as grammar and punctuation, but, uh, that and the easy peasy podcast, you can find all my stuff at easy peasy itty bitty tips. How about Ashley?
7: Oh, um, you can find me on uh, Union of the Unknowns, our podcast. And we have our uh, link tree page, unionoftheunknowns.com. And that's where you can find all of our stuff. Uh, we're fairly recently added our stuff to Rockfin. And you can get in touch with me at Union Unknowns on Twitter.
6: Yep. I'm Keel Thor, Union of the Unknowns. I don't really have a social media presence, but uh, everything that Ashley just said also applies to me.
3: I'm Ando. I do Burn, Babble, and Burn and the Doom Kitchen. You can find that at libertylinks.io slash the Doom Kitchen. And if you want to email me, I have the Doom Kitchen at protonmail.com.
4: Uh, OG Dad Bod, OG Dadbod1, Whole Lot of Nothing podcast. I'm on YouTube right now, uh, but I've got to get the uh, RSS feed fired up because uh, it's just a matter of time before I get nuked.
5: It's a matter of time before we all get nuked, man. Uh, I am the drizzle host of Grand Theft World Liberty Radio. You can hang out with us every Saturday night. Uh, You can dance party, you can freak out, uh, whatever, but it's all over on the Odyssey channel and you can find your way to that at manufacturingreality.org.
2: Right on, y'all. Well, it's been a good one as always. Thanks for coming on to the WTF forums.
0: Opinions Um, are their own. Wrong
2: one. Trying to do the outro. Damn it. I was so close, Ando. (laughs) I even was like fading it in. Yeah. (laughs) We'll we'll get there. We're learning. And yeah, if we don't get zucked, you know, you might keep hearing from us. Uh, We'll catch you next time. If you would like to donate to the Easy Peasy Podcast, please go to easypeasy.ittybitty.tips. Thanks for listening.